What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Outlook Industries podcast. It's your host, Trevor Johnson, back in the studio in Rapid City, South Dakota, bringing you some great action sports content, like always. Today, I have an employee at the vault, someone who does all their social media, Matisse Hawthorne. This guy, super nice, super chill, seems like just an awesome homie. Um, I was super happy that he was able to sit down with me today and talk about Instagram content, talk about just kind of his life plans and his experience at the Vault Pro Scooters and just everything around that. Because when you think of scootering, like the Vault Pro Scooters comes to mind. Like that's like what a lot of us grew up on. That's where you get most of your parts. They're like the main supplier in the United States. So yeah, the Vault is the move. So yeah, guys, I actually, at the end of this podcast, I didn't end up shouting out his Instagram. So it is Matisse Hawthorne on Instagram, or he runs the Vault Pro Scooters main Instagram page. So go follow both of those if you're not already. Um, yeah, I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. Let's get right into this episode. It's the Outlook Podcast. Who are you at the Outlook Hey guys, welcome back to the Outlook Industries podcast. It's your host, Trevor Johnson, back with you with another episode and another great guest. How you doing, Matisse? Uh, pretty good. I'm stoked to be here. Um, I'm just ready to get started. Yeah, of course. Talk about everything. It is, it's going to be awesome. I, I'm super thankful that you could take some time out and uh, come talk to us. The, when you think about scootering, one of the first things that comes up is, is the vault. So I wanted to talk to some people that are involved with that um first off let's kind of talk about who you are uh how long you've been scootering how old you are where you live just that kind of basic stuff yeah for sure uh so first off my name is Matisse Hawthorne uh I work here at the vault as the social media manager and the photographer so pretty much everything you see on Instagram uh Facebook too sometimes YouTube uh pretty much all goes through me so I'm out here just shooting photos, uh, making posts, stuff like that. Um, I've been scootering for about, I'd say eight to nine years now. So I wouldn't necessarily say I'm OG, but I'm like the step before OG, but I've pretty much been through it all. I've seen scootering grow from nothing to where it is now today. So it's pretty sick. Yeah, that's cool. That's about how long I've been scootering too. So we kind of came into the sport at the same time, which is, which is pretty cool. Um, what do you do as far as social media? Do you edit? Do you take the photos? Um, do you do it all? What kind of are you involved in that way? Yeah. So, um, I am blessed enough to be able to work in the studio that's over here. So pretty much the way that the vault is laid out is you have, um, you have the storefront at the front of the store. You go back behind it. That's the whole warehouse. That's where everything is basically just packed, shipped. So if you ever order anything from the vault, you get it from there. It's all packed by all the employees and most of the employees do ride. So it's pretty sick. It's not necessarily rider owned, but it's uh, employed by riders. Um, but then right behind that is the studio. And the studio has basically two setups right now. So we have the original setup, which I'm sure if you've seen a custom build before, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, and we also have a new like setup that we just made. 
So pretty much in there, I'll be shooting photos of products. So if we get in the new shipment from like, let's say North or Envy, um, I'll pretty much go and like shoot some photos of that. Um, I'll make Instagram posts. So every single day we post twice. So I'll post one writing content and then one just scooter photo. Yeah. Um, that's pretty sick. That's pretty much the main part of what I do. I'll take um, thumbnail photos. I'll assist in filming the YouTube videos sometimes. Um, but for the most part, it's mostly media. Nice. Okay. Yeah, cool. That That's really cool. Um, <laughs> before we get into more about the vault, let's talk more about you. Um, how did yeah. you get into scootering? What did you do before you scootered? And uh, have you lived anywhere else? Like, where did you grow up? Got you. So uh, I grew up in LA. Pretty blessed to be able to ride down here. But yeah. I'd say one of the more uh, downfalls of being a scooter rider in LA, uh, besides like having the vault here, um, is the parks aren't the best. I don't know where you're from. Where are you from? Uh, South Dakota. And we don't really have parks. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, maybe maybe I should tone that back a little bit because we we have a good amount of parks. They're just not yeah. like like if you want to be a park rider, it's just not the best. You don't they're, have a lot of fly out box jumps. They're kind of old, aren't they? Most of the parks. Yeah, I'd say a good amount. Uh, there's like maybe three or four that are kind of new. We've been blessed enough to have um, a few skate parks built in the last like four years. But the thing about them is, all of our skate parks are mostly like street oriented. So if you want to do like anything park, like you're in the wrong city. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I've been a, uh, been a hockey player for the last 16, 17 years of my life. Okay. And I'd say like the last eight years, there's like a split between like wanting to play hockey and wanting to scooter all the time. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a weird ride. Yeah. At least. Um, how living in LA, did you get into hockey? Oh, it's weird. Uh, my grandpa is Canadian and okay. he moved down here from Canada. And as a kid, like maybe since I was like four or five, I was just bred into it. And I had a friend at school that also played and we just pretty much clicked like that and got into the sport. And I, I'd say over the last few years, I've gotten more into hockey than I have um, scootering. Mm-hmm. Like my love for scootering has kind of died down a little bit just because of all the injuries I've had to go through. And it's just been so like draining. But. Yeah. Yeah. I totally understand that. Especially if you get like, re- you have an injury that just like keeps compounding. Um, Dude, yeah. I don't know what your situation's like. So uh, what, what injuries have you been through lately? Okay. So, I mean, everyone that scooters has at least like rolled an ankle at, at least one point in their career, they rolled an ankle, like, you know, maybe like sprained the wrist. I'd say that's like the, one of those compounding injuries where it's just coming back all the time. And uh, it's kind of scary because I always think about like how I'm going to be in my like eighties or seventies. And I know I'm going to be on like a walker or like, I'm going to need at least a cane because my ankles are just done. Like if they're hurting now, like I can only imagine how it's going to be like 40 years down the line. I am the same way. I'm like, I'm just building the arthritis. And then I like, I had an injury like two years ago. Right. So I, I was doing like a finger whip to can plant. My heel got caught up on my deck and then I landed one foot on my ankle rolled. So um, Ooh, they thought okay. my leg was broken first off, but I think I just dislocated my um, ankle. So 
they did all I did like three or four x-rays trying to find something broken because they were sure it was broken because I had like it all on video and whatnot. So they're like, yeah, you broke it. Um, and that injury, they casted me for that sprain. And that lasted me um, like two, that was like a two year recovery process. And then they, when they're x-raying it, they're like, oh, you have so many bone spurs in your ankles. Oh my God. And I was like, yeah, I'm at like 30. I'm going to have arthritis. Like, that's just how it's going to be. My ankles already don't move. So yeah, ankle injuries are the worst. Yeah, dude. And it kind of sucks because maybe like three, four years ago when I was like riding pretty much every day, I would, I would think about it. I'd be like, you know what? It was worth it. All this scootering, like all this pain injury, it's so worth it. Like all the memories I've made. But now I'm four years down the line. I'm really like feeling it. Yeah. Dang, like <laughs> I don't know if it was worth it. But yeah. besides, besides like the plain old like uh, ankle and wrist injuries, um, I recently went through a knee injury, which has been so. I'm not. Am I allowed to cuss on the podcast? Yes. Yes, you are. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's basically just been so shitty. Cause yeah. it put me out for over a year. And, um, one of the cool things about working in the vault is I've been blessed enough to meet a bunch of like pro riders, like make friends with a lot of riders, like, um, Ruben Rodriguez. I don't know if you know him. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, yeah. So he, when he went to Barcelona to film the coalition, the second coalition, he did a switch decade. I believe, I believe it's like one of that like a switch decade down a big 10 set and he like busted open his knee. Like it was pretty bad. And he's still like dealing with the, the repercussions of that injury. Wow. So I was always like, Oh dude, if something happens like that to me, like I'm going to deal with it right away. Like I'm not going to like be here still like messing with my knee. And here I am about <laughs> like, a year and a half later. <laughs> and yeah. I'd say like, if anyone's listening out there, like the most important thing to take away from this podcast is to stretch. Like that's downfall. Um, after hurting my knee, I went to physical therapy. And one of the things that I learned was I wasn't stretching enough. So all of that impact that I was taking from just jumps, like my favorite trick to do is like down sets, like stair sets. Yeah. That's just like, I think that's the coolest thing. Um, all of that impact would go straight to my knee. And if I would have stretched, it would have distributed it across like my whole leg. And I probably wouldn't be in a situation where I'm injured with a broken knee, but here I am. Wow. And okay. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Like, um, one of the things that I've had to do is build up strength in my glutes and my, uh, my, uh, hamstrings. Cause I didn't have much strength, like in those parts of my body compared to what I was doing to my knee. Yeah. So I had to stretch like every day, at least like half an hour. And it's been a, been a long process to say the least. When do you, uh, when do you say you should stretch? Like, is it like before you ride in the morning, both? Oh, I'm sorry. There's someone speaking on the loudspeaker right now. No, you're good. I can't really hear it. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I'm in I'm in the break room right now. <laughs> yeah, no, you're fine. Um, could you ask that question one more time? Yeah. My one apologies. would you recommend um stretching like in the morning before you ride both like when do you when does your physical therapist tell you to stretch? Yeah, um one of the main things is definitely stretch before you go ride. Like 
Honestly, one of the things that I've learned after, you know, having an injury, like kind of thinking back on all of my riding is there were days when I'd have like this like spring in my step. And I don't know if you can relate to that. Like there were yeah. days when you felt like you could hop higher and like, you just felt like lighter almost you're just dialed in. Yeah, exactly. And I learned that that was because of my stretching. Like the days that I stretched were the days that my legs just felt ready to go. And I think that was like the most crucial part to maybe why I'm not like at the point of my scootering, like where I am or like where I could be. Yeah. And I would say to those out there that, you know, want to get better. Um, recovery is like the most important part. Yep. Like you kind of have to, uh, kind of have to think about it. Like Cody Flom, Cody Flom treats scootering like it's a professional sport. Yeah. You know, he's out there like working out. He's, focusing on the cover. It's not just like at the skate park scootering. Yeah. So I'd say that's like, it's pretty cool to see that. It you is. Know, like see a kid that like actually treats this like other like professional athletes do. Yeah. He's, he's a real inspiration in a lot of ways, but especially in that way and the way that he shows that journey too. He shows himself working out. He shows himself stretching. He wants to like show other people like what, how serious they should be taking it. And how to mostly exactly. just not injure yourself. So that's yeah, very exactly. true. It's pretty cool because that dude like seriously takes this like so serious. Yeah. And I can see it because I have to watch his clips every single day. Yeah. So you see the progression. Like I see his stories and it's just his dedication. I don't know how he finds it. Yeah. But it's there for him. And it's pretty cool. Yeah. Growing up in the, uh, the LA scene you probably have met a lot of different riders who is like who have you really clicked with and like who are your favorites um i'd say like just my my main circle around me like those are that's the yeah. boys you know yeah of like course. i have um julian camarena you may know him uh my friend bethel andrew zamora uh austin's pretty cool yeah <laughs> sure. um my friend isaiah we're all just uh we all kind of came up together, which is pretty cool. Right. Um, especially seeing Andrew Zamora, like that dude. That I love, he's it. so nice too. I love he it. He is the coolest person, dude. He's the best guy to ever talk with. Yeah. Um, and he would ride my local skate park. So me being like the little like pleb that I was at the yeah. time, like seeing him, you know, like shred this park. It's like, dang, like if he can ride this park, you know, anyone can. Yeah. And, that was like, I'd say like that was one of the biggest inspirations is having like a set of friends that were better than me at some points and a set of friends that were worse than me. Yeah. You know, it kind of pushed you to get better. And I don't know how your scene is out there in yep. South Dakota. Well, it's, did you have like a fellow yeah, friends to ride with? I already, I ha I've always had like my, my group, like it's, yeah. it's changed over the years, of course, but I've always had like three, four, five riders that I usually ride with, um, that are just in rapid where I'm at. So, um, that's been pretty good. It actually grew quite a bit a couple of years ago. There was a bunch of people in, in like the whole Black Hills area where I live uh -huh. that like started scootering um, all kind of at the same time. So we all did that for a while. A lot of them moved away and whatnot. But um, for a while, there was actually a pretty big scene down here. Um, nothing like California, but but for <laughs> South Dakota, for sure. So did, yeah, you, um, did you add any like rollerbladers or skaters or bikers in your like riding group 
Oh yeah, of course. Cause anybody that rides at the skate park period is a homie. So yeah, um, I have a plenty of bike friends that, uh, BMX friends that I ride with all the time. And then the skateboarders are all super sick. It, like it used to be really toxic, like back in the day, obviously, but now yeah. everyone's chill. So it's, it's super cool. I grew up with a lot of these fools. So <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how it is. Like you kind of have to kind of have to mark your territory. You have to go to the skate park enough to like, yeah. like kind of not prove yourself, but just, you know, kind of a certain dominance. A little yeah. Bit. And these build a relationship with everybody. They're like, for a while, they're like, why are you here? And then they're like, accept the fact that you're there. So, Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I can totally get that dude. At, um, at my local skate park, I would go to the skate park every single day. And for a few years, it was actually like a hot spot. I don't know why, but there would be at least like 50 people in the skate park, like every single yeah. day. And it wasn't like the biggest park. So like 50 people is like, you know, pretty cramped. Yeah. And it'd be a good mix of like actual pro skateboarders and like, you know, the typical, you know, guys that are learning. Yeah. But think that scootering's gay or, you know, just yeah. talk those are the it. worst, isn't those it? Those are the worst. Always the guys that like aren't confident with their skating that give you crap. No, and those are the guys that just sit back and watch too. Yeah. It's the worst. But also like another I guess like bad thing is when like you have a really good skater just talk some shit to you. Like Oh, oh that, yeah. That one kind of stings in the heart. It's like, ah dang it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That one that one hurts a little bit. You don't see it quite as much as the uh, other situation, but but yeah. I but it hurts a lot more when it's coming from somebody who's good. Dude, no, but if you go to, if you ever come down here yeah. and you go to Venice skate park, like yes. I'm sure you've seen like clips of it. That is the most toxic skate park, probably in like the whole country, to be honest. It is it's all just a bunch of old heads. Um, just guys that think they're slick. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they see a scooter roll up or like a biker, or a rollerblader, mainly scooter riders though. I don't know why they, their confidence just spikes when they see a scooter rider just roll up to the skate park. Yeah. Um, the beef starts real quick and these old guys are not afraid to let you know that, uh, you're yeah. not welcome there. <laughs> oh yeah. Luckily, um, I went there once cause I, I was, a uh, OSI at Woodward West in 19. So, okay. um, I was down there a little bit. I went to Venice and it wasn't bad when I was there. I don't know if it was probably in like the morning. So nobody was really there. Um, but no, that skate park is, it's way overhyped in my opinion. Like it's cool, it is. but it's not, it's not that good of a skate park. I'd say like, if you're going there to get looked at, it's definitely cool. Cause yeah. maybe by like midday, like at least like one o'clock, you'll have all these people wrap up around the skate park, just watching, like filming you. Yeah. So that feels kind of cool. Cause it feels like, you know, you're in like a stadium. You have the whole crowd, like watching you, like kind of cheering. Yeah, you that's like that's kind of cool. But then, but then you have those skaters and it's just not fun. Like the amount of times I've been like, tried to get kicked out or like just been shit talked. Um, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So, like, the ridiculous. morning is like the best time to go. Yeah, it totally is. Um, what is your local skate park? Um, I kind of have a few, like I'd say within like a 10 minute drive, I could probably hit four, five skate parks. Okay. But, um, it's this skate park called Alondra. Okay. And if you ever, if you ever come down, like we got to ride it for sure. I think yeah. you like it. I don't know if you, um, like what type of obstacles do you like to ride? Uh, everything I I'm trying, I try to be as well-rounded as possible. Like if you, if you throw a 
15 stair handrail or a 10 foot quarter i'll ride everything so for sure i respect that i've been working yeah, on rails a ton this last couple of years just trying oh, to get nice. way better at those but um yeah i'm gonna be down there second half of the summer um not in la but at west i took a counseling oh, job there okay okay so i'll probably be down i have to stop at the vault at least once so i'm sure i'll stop down there. i'll let you know for sure but yeah um, if you stop down i'll take you out and we'll ride like a bunch of state parks down here okay sweet because pretty much like every video if you've ever seen like a vault video every video is like or every skate park is like 15 minutes away from here at least yeah and um my local was all fly out so growing up that's like all i rode pretty much yep, like i same. rode like at least three solid years of just straight fly out yeah and um that was like so much fun like i loved it so much and i think I think for kids that want to get better, you kind of have to go the park route first and then yep. maybe go to that street style. That's Just so you can get your basic tricks so down. True. Yeah. Like I feel when you start from street to park, it doesn't really translate the way like you kind of want it to. Yeah. Because um, learning how to ride transition helps a lot with everything. Exactly. So I think like, that, I still remember I don't know, go on. Yeah, no, the uh everybody goes through that flyout phase for like a while <laughs> and i think that's almost like the funnest part because you're progressing so fast and you're learning all these new tricks um and then translating it over to street is just painful because learning rails is such a disheartening situation like i don't know if it was Dude, for man. you but like you learn all these flyout tricks and you feel like you're pretty good and then you try to like board slide a rail and eat shit and then you're like okay that was dumb and then you don't <laughs> want to ride rails so that's always the challenge i see with a lot of people around south dakota and around just everywhere because like a fall going fly out and a fall on a rail are just two different things. Like yeah. if you fall on fly out, you kind of know what you're getting into. Like it may, it may be like a rough slam, but you yeah. can always walk away from it. But a rail is like the most just sketchy thing. Cause you can fall on a rail, like hit your ribs, like literally flip yeah. over it and you can sack on it, you know, yeah. all these sort of things. And I feel like hitting a rail is more of a mental battle because once you have that bad fall, it just kind of psychs you out. And you're like, ah, yeah. fuck that. I don't want to, do not want to go through that again. Oh, for like, sure. The amount of times I've like shinned myself on a flat bar or anything like that. It's just, it's kind of like turned me off to, to rails a little bit. Yeah. And it sucks. Cause that's like a Most, lot of like what my friends ride at least. Yeah. So, like, a lot of the, too, that's a letter. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. A lot of the things that you're like, have at your skate parks i feel like yeah exactly like it's it's a lot of boxes and rails here yep mm, yeah i'd say that's mostly it not too much uh court pipes and stuff like that it really forces you to learn it but for me personally i've stayed away from rails i'm good on that i don't need to fall (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're just trying to avoid the injuries at this point i feel like no exactly like i don't know how you feel about this um like how often you feel like going hard, like when you go ride or something. But for me, like I'm not, I don't have the passion to just put my body on the line anymore. Yeah. Like an injury to me is just not, not as worth it as it would have been like two years ago. Yep. But I don't know if I've ever gotten, I never like really feel like I've gotten to the level of like, I have days where I'm like, yeah, like that was a good day, but I don't really have days where I'm like, I really put myself on the line. 
today. Like <laughs> it's weird. I have the, I, I think I have the self-conservation of my mother, which is, which is sometimes a problem, but no, it's fun. Um, but what was I going to ask? Um, yeah, as far as the vault is concerned, um, how has that kind of, did you have a passion for cinematography and photography before having this job at the vault? And like, how, how'd you get into that? Yeah. So first off, I worked, oh, what the fuck? Oh, sorry. Someone's calling me. No, you're good. Good. Decline that. Um, yeah. So I first, I'd say like every scooter rider at one point has like a passion for film or cinematography. Like yeah. if you have an Instagram account and you post videos to it, I'd say you have a passion for it. Yes. Like every kid has that. I wouldn't even say kid, like every scooter rider, action sports rider, they all love to film clips. Yes. Like regardless of who you are, where you live, what you ride. That's just like so much fun to do. Like you want to see yourself progressing. You want to see your friends progressing. You want to make a cool movie to like, impress other people you want to spread your social media so i'd say anyone that rides and has an instagram account or like a youtube account has a passion for it and <clears throat> i guess that's like kind of where it started for me is doing like insta edits like making like actual youtube edits with my friends that was kind of like how that started and in i think my senior year of high school I'm a, I'm ending a third year in college right now. Okay. Yeah. Wow. But my senior year of high school, that's when I first got a job at the vault. And it was kind of funny, like how it started. Like my friend just asked me if I wanted the job and I was like, yeah, I'm down. And he's like, okay, come to the vault. So I come here. I have like my resume, like printed out. It's all like laminated. And I'm like, okay, like just getting myself ready in the car. Like, okay, it's going to be a big interview. Like, you know, yeah. kind of got scored. I want to work here. I walk up. And the owner, Nick, she's just like, so you want a job? And I was like, yeah. She's like, okay, well, you'll start uh, next week. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, yeah. This works like that? <laughs> like my first ever job and I just get it like that. And yeah. I was like, okay, that's sick. And I worked here for about like a year and a half, quit to focus on school. Yep. And then I started getting into actual like photography and I would like shoot photos of my friends. I'd shoot my friends like shoe company um just like minor stuff like nothing big yeah and then it was actually the owner again she asked me a few months ago if i wanted to hop back on it and just do all the social media so i was like hell yeah come yeah. back and then yeah now i just work with primarily austin i wouldn't say i don't want to give austin this credit as him being like my manager or like my just like the person that like yeah. leads me but He's pretty much like the guy that I go to for everything. Yeah. Gotcha. So it's pretty cool that I get to like work with him. Yeah. And we actually collab on like a bunch of, bunch of cool stuff and projects here. And I'd say for the summer now, now that we have a lot of time, like we're going to make a lot of cool videos. I'm stuck yeah. on that. Yeah. No, me as well as a lot of people grew up on vault videos. So, uh, so you oh, guys same. do, you guys Trust do me. a great job. So especially, uh, lately, I have to plug uh, a scooter film that just came out, actually. Um, yeah, go Some for of it. my buddies uh, down in Colorado, they came out with the Organic 2 video. Um, Jacob Beach did all the editing and film, most of the, all of the editing, most of the filming, but it's kind of his project. And that is one of the better scooter films and more raw scooter films I've seen 
in a long time. So I just want to plug him so that go check that out, guys. Uh, organic two video. Organic two. Organic two. Yeah, it's it's on, yeah, it's on YouTube. It's about that. it's like a half length. Okay. But it's a bunch of Colorado riders, and I haven't really seen them doing that many like projects. And this one's was just really, really good. For for like high schoolers, making that long of a of a film was just really, really cool. I definitely just want to give him some credit for that because it was awesome. But uh, yeah, that's sick. It takes so much effort and so much time to do that too. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I was just like, wow. Good job. Yeah, and not many people do it anymore. Which no. Sucks. Yeah, I, I miss the days when everyone would, instead of doing a bunch of Insta clips, you just get like day edits and, um, or like week edits or just like people are posting on YouTube more. I miss like those edit yeah. contents, not just like the vlogs do better now, I understand, as far as the YouTube algorithm is concerned, but I miss those just raw kind of edits. So, no, and like I kind of get it too, you know? Um, I'd say back then when scootering was just coming up, like YouTube clout was kind of the thing. Like, yeah, everyone, every scooter rider was on YouTube. Like, you know, you saw that the Jesse Bay's versus Jed Adams game of scoot. Like we watched all those, like, you know, unboxings like that. Yeah. You know, calling the shots videos, like stuff like that. And I say that was like cooler than whatever Instagram was or what it was going to be. But now, you know, it's so easy to just, kind of get famous and move instant on. gratification like, yeah yeah and it kind of sucks that it's that way like i get it you know but it does suck it kind of takes away from what scootering was yeah so how many years have you worked at the vault i'd say about two and a half to three okay now because you took like that break for a little bit right yeah i'd say maybe like around the two to two and a half mark yeah where do you go to school? I go to college at West Los Angeles and um, it's a two year community college. Okay. So yeah, I just finished that up. I, I finished in two days. Oh, and nice. I'm transferring out to Santa Cruz, which is pretty cool. Okay. What, what are you majoring in or what are you getting your certificate in? Yeah. So I'm getting two degrees for this school. So it is okay. business administration and then. I think social science. Cool. And then once I transfer out, it'll be marketing. So you're cool. going to a, you're going from a two year to a four year. Yeah. Okay. Cause I don't, yeah. How does, how does schooling work in California? Cause I know you guys like, it's really expensive for out of state. Is it really bad in state or. I mean, I guess it kind of depends. Like at least for my, uh, for my community college, it's, very cheap. I'd say each semester it's maybe like between five to eight hundred. Okay. Which honestly isn't too bad for what bad. college is. Yeah. But um once you transfer out, there's two types of or no, there's three types of schools in California. So you have private schools, so that's like Stanford, USC, um, LMU, schools like that, like top tier schools. Yeah. And that can get expensive. That's like in the fifty to sixty thousand range. Yes. Even like in state. And then you have the UC system, which is like the University of California. And that's like the, that's like the second level of like schooling. And yeah. that's like UCLA, like Berkeley, um, Santa Barbara, like schools like that. Okay. And that's around like 14,000 in tuition. And then the next school is like the California state. And that's like 7,000. Okay. Yeah. So that's more, that's more regular. <laughs> yeah. 
that's more what we're we're paying because I was I wanted to go to school in California, but all this, it's just so expensive out of state. They don't want new people coming in, so or at least that's how it feels. Um, but yeah, so you're doing marketing. What are you hoping to do when you get out? Well, this year I'm actually taking a gap year from school. I'm, you okay. know, like I'm over school for like one year. I just need a break. Yeah, and I want to get another job like in marketing. That way I can just like, you know, get like an actual career towards what I want to do or get an yeah. actual job towards like my career. And, um, that's kind of why I'm working here again. Like I didn't want to work here. Like after like, you know, kind of doing like what I was doing, yeah. even though it was like really cool. Like I get to meet kids and like talk with them, like build up scooters. Like that was sick. But I kind of moved on from it. I'm like, I want to do something towards like what I actually want to do. Yeah, and that's why I have this job now because I can uh, kind of do things and like you know build up my resume. With, right, um, some cool things that I'm doing now that can lead to other jobs. Almost like a portfolio with uh, work and like exactly. projects that you've you've completed for sure. Yeah, exactly. that's that's awesome. What are your favorite videos to film? Hmm. Like the custom builds are cool, but I like when we go out and we actually do a video. Like, yeah. um, I think maybe like a week ago or like two weeks ago, uh, we went and we filmed this big game of vault or no big shoe game of vault. Yeah. So you had Austin and Walter and they got like a size 16 and a size 13 shoe and then just played scoot on it. And then before that we did a vault session. So it's like maybe like three to four hours worth of filming. And it's just sick. Like that type of stuff is cool where it doesn't feel like work, but you're actually working. Yeah. And that's like, that's the sickest thing about working here is you do so many like interesting things that you wouldn't do at any other job. Yeah. And you get to do it. Yeah. So there's just like some interesting, refreshing things when you come to work. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's super sick. Um, what kind of, I guess, the uh, the custom builds. This is what I was thinking. I got lost. Yeah. But, um, the <laughs> custom builds. You guys do those quite often. They must do really well as far as like selling scooters and building like scootering content too. Um, wh- why have you done those for so many years? And have you kind of stuck with the same platform doing them? Yeah. So over the last like two to three years, we've had three filmers that actually film like our YouTube videos. So it started with a guy named, we have two Jameses. So it started with a guy named James Hole. And he honestly knew YouTube. Like he got it. He understood it. And he was a big part of the reason why our YouTube channel grew so much. Um, and then we had a guy named James Webb. He filmed most of the writing content and then some of the custom builds. And then now we have a new guy who's a skater actually. And he films all the custom builds. Okay. But I think the reason why we've stuck with the custom builds is it's become our bread and butter. That's kind of what we started our YouTube on and what helped us grow. And as of right now, me, Austin, and um, Ruben Rodriguez, he works here. Um, We're working together to like spread out the YouTube. So it's not just like the custom builds. So we can actually like have like some diversity in the videos. But it honestly, it just does well, you know? Yeah. It's like a weekly thing. It takes about maybe two to three hours to film, you know, once you get here, it takes like 
half an hour to an hour to pick out your parts. You got to make sure it's in stock. Then you go down, film the video, film the intro. I'll just explain how it goes. So you get here, choose your parts, uh, make sure it's all in stock. You got to write it down. So we keep a list and a track of like what we're actually taking off stock. Uh, You go in the studio, then you film the intro. You're like, Hey guys, uh, going on, you know, custom build here. We're going to go pick up the parts now. So then you actually go into the warehouse and you pick out the parts. So before you, you know, you kind of chose them out, but now you actually get them. Uh, you go back and then our filmer does like some B roll of it. So you kind of wait for like half an hour while he does that. Then you start building it up and then drop test. And that's pretty much it. And then once the video goes live on a Friday, you can buy the scooter. So it's like a cool way to, like spread our YouTube and also like sell a scooter at the same time. I mean, yeah, they actually you, sell it pretty quickly. I don't know how or like why, but kids love them. Yeah. That's, that's what I was about to say is like, they definitely sell scooters and it, you feel like you can own part of the vault history. It's almost like an NFT, like that kind of, yeah, exactly. That kind of like owning a part of, um, the whole journey. Um, yeah. So where, how long do you see yourself working at the vault? Hmm. I want to work here through my gap here. So at least another like year, maybe year and a half. Yeah. Just cause honestly, it's one of the most like kind of relaxed jobs that I have. Cause I don't have to go into work to actually work. I can work from home. Yeah. I just have to like keep track of all my hours. It's just like, if I'm driving home or I'm having someone drive me, um, I can just start working and just go yeah. on Instagram, like clock in my hours. And it's like that simple. Yeah. But it's also just being able to have uh, just a platform that's mine where I can like create something and like get, you know, like a reaction out of it. So I can learn how people, um, like basically how people fuck with it or not. Yeah. Like exactly. If I put out like a, a photo and people are just not fucking with it, maybe it gets like 900 likes, like something, something just bad. Yeah. Like, okay. Maybe I gotta change it up a little bit, and yeah. it kind of keeps me on my toes, which is pretty cool. And I guess like maybe the coolest thing of all is I get to go to Woodward. Like that's like the sickest thing. Yeah. Um, true. Like we uh, we just solidified a partnership with Woodward, so now we might be going out to East and Tahoe just for regular trips throughout the year. And since of since I'm like the photographer position, and I do like all the social media. I kind of solidified my spot in like going to that ship. So it's sick. Yeah. Like why not? Why not? That's awesome. Yeah, you, get to, you get to travel to all the, all the different Woodwards. Um, exactly. So you're going to be up at West a lot. Um, I wouldn't say a lot, maybe at least like two or three times a year. Hopefully. Yeah. It just depends how, um, how COVID goes and right. how our, how our boss feels like we just, uh, we haven't posted much about this. But we just went about two months ago. We filmed like three videos there. We did a uh, game of vault. No, no, no. It was a game of calling the shots, but yeah. you didn't land the trick. You got tased. And then, yeah, no, that was not fun. <laughs> um, and then we did an Indo game of scoot on like the trampolines there. Yeah. And I think we did like one more video, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah. But oh, cool. That was sick. Yeah. So how have, actually how have covid regulations been there and like what is it looking like for working and like at the vault and just like in your area you know one of the coolest things i guess uh 
for a boss, not necessarily for me because I'm not reaping the benefits of it. But yeah. I don't know how, but COVID has done amazingly for the vault. Like, I'm pretty sure you can remember when Scooter and kind of had that big dip where companies were pretty much just closing up and no one was buying scootering. I don't know. People say it's because of Fortnite. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. Oh, um, right. But like, I don't know how, but everyone started buying scootering parts again. And it's kind of sick. Like maybe like all the stimmies are going to some custom builds or, you know, just stuff like that. Like it was yeah. kind of cool. And that kind of saved the business a little bit. And around here, it's kind of weird. Like there's parts of like different towns where people really don't care about COVID. Like you can definitely see, like you've seen Huntington beach probably where like kids, um, like, did you see Adrian's kickback on TikTok? I, I did not know that I have dude. So this guy named Adrian, um, he wanted to have a birthday party at Huntington beach. So Huntington beach is kind of like a, kind of like a, just mainly white area to say the least. Yeah. And this dude, Adrian posted it on TikTok. said, everyone go to like this one, like lifeguard tower and we're going to party it up. And almost like three to 4,000 people went like just on the beach. And this thing was getting hyped up so big that like all the news were there, like police, like SWAT teams were there trying to like control the, the party before it got started. And like, it's kind of weird because there's towns like that. They just really don't give a fuck about COVID. Like what? Care about <laughs> masks. Like, like um, it's kind of like a mini Florida. If that yeah. makes sense. Um, and then you have towns that are like really, really strict. Um, and some of the skate parks have gotten weird where you have to pay to go in. Like, even if it's like a dollar or something, like you have to sign in, like pay. And now you have to wear like a helmet and a mask. And before, like it was pretty chill. <laughs> so that's kind of huh. the, the downside of it, but it's all starting to open up again a little bit, like slowly. Yeah. That, that's cool. They seem to be dropping your regulations a little bit as far as I've heard from um, all the guys over at Woodward. But yeah. I know that since you got, everyone's just running from California, it feels like. Um, I know here in the hills, we have like house sales are up a ton and people are paying over market value for houses. Like they will on the spot pay over market value for property and houses here to try to just okay. get away from wherever city center they're at, which is crazy. So the realtors around here are making so much bank, but in South Dakota, we're kind of like Florida, but we're like worse. We never shut down period. Our governor never oh, shut really? anything down. Um, there was a lot of places where they never required masks and you never had to wear masks. And now most people don't like it's normal here. Like, nobody wears masks period. Like I don't even wear it. Like my work just stopped requiring masks. So I don't have to wear a mask at work either. And I work like sales. Oh, that's pretty solid. Which is crazy. Yeah. It's weird how like that changes so much, but, um, but do you live in a big town? Like a 70,000 spread out. Is that, is that that's big? big for South Dakota? It's the second biggest town in South Dakota, but I mean, it's, oh, okay. it's not big for you guys, but it's definitely big <laughs> here because we have what 400,000 people in our whole state or something like that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. 70,000 is pretty good. Yeah. Like, is your town like pretty close together at all? 
Um, Would you say, or is it like spread out? Like, do you have a lot of land? It's pretty spread out. It's pretty spread out. And most people that live here, like the population is bigger. Most people that live here live out of city limits on like ranches and farms and just out in the country with a bunch of acreage. So um, it's probably a little bit bigger as far as people that are here, but within city limits, it's like 69 something thousand. I don't know. It's a, it's a lot for here, but yeah. I get that. But since Wait, our so, since we're so re- Republican here, they just like yeah. never shut anything down. But you know what did happen? Gun sales went up like a ton. <laughs> you can't keep ammo in stock anywhere. So like anything I'm that happens surprised. in the world just is good for gun sales. So it's rough. Do you own guns? I do not. Yeah, no. I've always wanted to shoot a gun. Like that yeah. just sounds like so much fun. I but, haven't. It's weird living out here like i haven't really either so yeah it's kind of like kind of like hunting yeah i don't, I don't know it sounds like fun but eh, not for me i don't know how you feel about that it, it sounds like a lot of work for nothing like it's like the <laughs> worst hike you'd ever go on <laughs> like, <laughs> fishing <laughs> yeah exactly so much waiting well the thing about fishing is you can you can hold a beer while you're fishing when oh, you're hunting true. you gotta like track through the, the <laughs> snow or the tall grass and dirty brutal. yeah exactly um where oh, do you yeah think... so you have hold on go ahead you have snow up there right yeah oh yeah for most of the Dude, year so how is that like riding wise okay so that? we have not had an indoor skate park until this year so most of the time what we did luckily when it does snow pretty bad um it dries up from the concrete pretty quickly as long as you get it shoveled so a lot of our time mm-hmm. is spent going to the skate park in the morning and shoveling the snow off the skate park so that it dries. It's still like cold. Like it's still like 10 degrees outside, but like (laughs) as long as you warm up, you're fine. Like it takes like way longer to warm up. Like normally like a warm up could take up, take like an hour and a half before you feel like rideable. But yeah, I don't know. Um, It's, it's harder for sure, but I don't think it's that big of a deal. Like I can't ride all year but I can definitely like you find ways to ride. Anyway, you ride garages or like on little ramps. There's a lot of flat. Like we ride a lot of flat because that's just what we have access to. That's kind of flat is so much fun. I don't know how you feel about it, but I love flat. Yeah. Like I'd say that's like a a good stepping stone to getting good. Well, we don't even have big like quarter pipes or flyouts here. So it's not that hard to take like your flyout tricks to flat. So a lot of time is just spent like working your tricks better, which is really nice for when you end up like going somewhere else and riding a big skate park because you can just do all your tricks so fast. Yeah. That it just like helps for when you have like, you can throw big combos when you end up on a big obstacle. So that's cool. But how do you feel about having like kind of parks like that where they're small, but then you can see like people like in the UK or like Australia have these like nice, like big parks, like, you know, like it, big ramps. It's definitely know. disheartening. Cause you're like, yeah. I could probably be so much better if I had access to parks like that. But at the same time, like there's something fun and nostalgic about just not having it. Cause if you have a big park like that, like there's so many people around you that would be so good all the time that it'd be probably just as hard to ride there. Cause you're just like, I could never be that good. And you're just like always being yeah. shown up. And it feels a little more homey too. Yep. It's like, having that small park <laughs> um one of my favorite things about having like you know like my home park 
yeah when like new scooter riders go there i don't know if you've ever like felt this way but like when a new scooter rider like pulls up like you've never seen this guy before it's like game on yes I'm like, okay like it's time to, it's time to start riding hard exactly you gotta <laughs> like do like, like you know as they're pulling up, you got to do like a couple tricks to like show them like who's boss, you know? <laughs> yeah, you got to start down real quick. Yeah. <laughs> and then you like sit there and don't talk to each other for like 10 minutes. And then you're like, yo, that was sick. And then you start talking to them and then your homies, like that's always super yeah, funny. You realize he's actually sick. <laughs> yeah. He's so cool. Well, there's that. And then there's also like everybody that comes that scooters in our area, like you got to figure out who they are because there's not that many of them. Yeah. So like I know most people from like Wyoming and Nebraska and um North Dakota. Well, no, I don't know anybody that scooters in North Dakota. So oops. <laughs> but yeah, all of South Dakota, I know pretty much everybody that rides a scooter, which it's a pretty small group, but there's a there's a few kids in Pier that uh ride here, which is pretty cool. They come down and ride with me occasionally, but that's pretty cool. Just kind of getting into it. Um yeah, I know. Where do you want to live in the future? Dude, I don't know. I've thought about this like I thought about this a good amount. Like LA is definitely sick. Like you have everything here. You have the beach. You're like an hour away from the forest, hour away from the desert. Um, you pretty much have everything you need here. But it's just so expensive, and the people here are just weird. Yeah. Like everyone here kind of has this uh, ulterior motive where they want to like get somewhere you can always tell like how someone is by the way they talk the way they act and you know kind of like just their presence and you can just see that someone like thinks they're better than you like so quick like it's so easy to to see that everyone is like that like everyone huh. kind of wants to get like famous or you know thinks they're better than you it's it's really whack and then you go to somewhere like the country and then everyone there's just so nice they always want to talk to you it's how like happy to see you happy to be alive and you definitely don't get that around here. But I'd say if it's not LA, maybe San Diego. It seems a little more calm. Or maybe yeah. like just go somewhere like random. Like yeah. Australia. Like France. I probably wouldn't, but like that'd that be, could so be sick. for a little bit. Yeah. I was uh talking to Jared Adelson the other day and yeah. he is all over the place all the time. He like lived in Spain for a couple years and and he just wants to like jump around every once in a while uh his girlfriend's a nurse like a traveling nurse or going to be so he's gonna be like just all over the place which i think is awesome like that's the way to like learn the country and figure out where you want to end up settling down um see and that's cool too because you kind of learn like what you want to do like where you want to be like who you want around you like stuff like that yeah cool yeah it's awesome um i was thinking about possibly moving to LA for a little bit. Uh, how do you feel about like the big city feel and like, do you want to get away from it? Do you like it? You know, it's weird. It's kind of like, uh, it's kind of both, you know, you want to get away from it, but then you also love to embrace it. Yeah. And hold on. Sorry. No, you're good. Got distracted. Um, uh yeah like living here it's cool because you have like everything you need like if you want to go make some friends if you want to go you know like somewhere cool because the thing about la is very just diverse 
you have a lot of like cool things that you can do. Like there's a lot of like pop-up shops, like pop-up museums, like stuff like that. Yeah. So you can like do some pretty cool things, but then at the same time you want to go or I want to go somewhere where it's just a little more mellow, a little more like just naturey, yeah. a little more wilderness. And I'd be down for that. But if you were to move down to LA, I think you'd like it. Like, yeah. I don't know if you're a big city guy or not. I, um, I just, I either want to like it or no, I hate it, but I want to live yeah. there for a couple of years. Kind of just I figure it out. I think you'll find both. I think you'll learn yeah. to hate it a lot and you'll learn to like it. Like traffic. Everyone says LA traffic is bad. And I'd say probably for you going from like, maybe like a town that doesn't have like much traffic at all to like how it is here. We are just like literally sitting in your car, just waiting for like a little bit. Yeah. Like it kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. It, it depends where you're at in LA. I've done quite a bit of driving there and quite a bit of driving in Denver. Um, cause, cause I used to live in, I went to university of Wyoming and was basically in Denver every weekend. So, nice. um, I did that for a while, but I don't mind the traffic. The traffic doesn't bother me. It's more just like the attitude of people who live there, which is kind of like understandable because there's so many people that you can't really give like the time of day to everybody. Yeah. But um, it's just like interesting, like how people act. It's almost like more acceptable to be like mean, which is weird. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think everyone just has their, they're just in their own lane, you know? Yeah. Like it's kind of like the attitude they they've been like brought up on, you know, like I think if, you know, many people were nicer, I think overall like people would just act nicer, like all around, like, you know, throughout daily, daily occurrences. But I think just the way that people have been trained to think and trained to act, like kind of sucks because everyone around, everyone around here is so mean. They're so like rude. And like, I even catch myself doing it. Like sometimes, you know, yeah. like if someone like, if someone cuts me off, like when I'm driving, Oh, I am mad. Like, like I get yeah. literally two days ago. This is, Oh, this pisses me off. But two days ago, I'm just driving, like casually driving. I'm turning over into the left lane. It's a three lane road. Yeah. I'm turning over into the left lane. This guy in a Ford Raptor goes from <laughs> the left lane, goes right and cuts all the way across in like a matter of like, four seconds and like it's just kind of kind of normal around here but this happened to me and this guy yeah. goes right behind me and we literally almost hit because this guy is just a dumbass. yeah and so now at this point i'm driving behind him we pull up to a stop sign <laughs> i have my girlfriend in the car this guy just gets out of the car and he's just standing there just looking at me like this i like a, a red light he starts taking his sweater off like making direct eye contact with me and he takes his shirt off and he's trying to like just flex. Like you can see his abs are just like tight as hell. This guy's trying to look tough. And I'm just like, what is going on? And in my head, like I'm on my way to hockey. Like I'm tired. It's been a long drive and I have my girlfriend in the car too. So I don't want to like, you know, put her in harm. Yeah. I'm just like, fuck, like now I have to fight. Like I don't want to, I don't want to be here right now. that's kind of just how it is like everyone everyone's just a little selfish (laughs) yeah you kind of have to be yeah almost like a self-preservation thing exactly Um, what what like suburbs are the best in la would you say Mm, it kind of depends 
like if you want safety, definitely the beaches for sure. Yeah. Except for maybe, except for Venice. Venice is a little sketchy, but like the more south you go, it's a little better. Um, the more in, like the more inland you go, that's where it gets like a little, little, little dangerous. Like oh, people really? say like Compton's bad, like Compton's not that bad. Like they're yeah. worse cities. Um, but there's a lot of like nice areas like El Segundo. That's where um, we film a lot of videos. I live in Hawthorne. Yeah. It's funny because my last name is Hawthorne. Yeah. And that's a pretty good city. Um, but mainly like the safest parts are like the beach cities. And that's where everyone wants to be. But it's just so expensive. Yeah. That, it but seems also, really like, expensive. Like the, the bad side about going to the beach cities is that's where you get like all the assholes, like all the people that just think they're way better than you. Like you get to, like the really stuck up, stuck up girls that, you know, this is bad. Like yeah. if you've ever seen like a, a high school, mu- uh, high school movie where you have like the popular girls where they think they're better than every single guy. Like that's how it is. Like everyone there yeah. is like that. Yeah. It's horrible. They're all Instagram models with like exactly 20K and with, think like, that they're the shit. <laughs> with like rich daddies. Uh, yep. It's horrible. Going on their yacht. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy. Um gas prices blow my mind there. That's it's ridiculous. What kind of car do you drive? I drive a uh, Mitsubishi Outlander, so it's a SUV. And dude, oh my god, I don't even want to drive anymore. Yeah. Cuz right now it's averaging I think 4.3. Really? So $4.30. Yeah, it's horrible, dude. Like before, like pre-corona, it was maybe like three point six, and then during Corona, it was like three dollars, like maybe two point nine if you were lucky. Yeah. And I was loving it; I was so down to just you know fill yeah. some gas. But now, like, ah, oh, it's so horrible. In Laramie, where I I just moved out of when I was when COVID started, it yeah. got down to under a dollar. What? Yeah. Under a dollar that a gallon, insane. like ninety-seven cents, dude. Which is crazy. Yeah, right. Which yeah. is insane. So, like, obviously, you guys are known for like the worst gas prices in the country. You in like New York. So yeah, it's that's horrible, bad. dude. But out in the country, like, like not that bad. <laughs> no, and it's weird too because you'll have at one corner of the street gas is like four point five, and then like the other corner. It's like 4.2, maybe like almost $4. But yeah. then like the higher gas price, like gas station is where all the people are at. Like what, like, why are you going there? It doesn't yeah. make sense. And I just think it's this like thing about people in time here. Like everyone seems like they're in a rush. Oh yeah. I've noticed that. And I feel like that's also how like people are like mean, you know, yeah. everyone's just in a rush all the time. So they just like, don't have patience. Yeah. But like that, I've never understood that. Like you can save like five to ten dollars by going across the street. Yeah, it's the same gas. Yeah, that's so but, true. Oh, maybe I'm just tripping. Who who owns the vault, and how are, did they get into owning it? And like, how are they connected to scooters and just like that whole like? Do you know that story? Yeah. Okay. So um, it is a dude named Nick. Um he transitioned from being a woman. So it was originally Nicole. Okay. And, um, I believe, I believe his dad was an immigrant into this country. 
So he didn't really start off with a lot. And yeah. his original idea was just to sell bikes. So it started as Chubby's Bicycles. I believe that's what it's called. And mm-hmm. it started in Culver City at this like small little shop. If you guys, um, if you've ever been in the vault, maybe like between 2012 to like 2015, that was when that like little store, like maybe like, I don't know how to describe it, but it was just tiny, like maybe like the size of like your bedroom. Yeah. Um, it was just so small. And he started off selling bikes. And then all of a sudden, like all these kids started coming in, like asking for headsets. And he didn't really understood like why, like all these kids were coming in. So like bike parts for their scooters. Yeah. But, um, you know, they'd come in, like ask for grips, ask for headsets, like tools and stuff like that. And then, <laughs> sorry. Um, and then he noticed that all these kids were coming in. So he was like, you know what? I'm going to start transitioning into the scooter realm, start selling some more scooter stuff and saw that there's an actual market for that. And then originally, I don't know if he either sold the company or he just like turned it into the vault, but the vault was born in 2012. And yeah. that's pretty much how it started. It started at this like small little shop. Um, most of the workers there were scooter riders. So it started with um, Arthur Placencia, um, Andre, Andre, and then again, and Ben. And these guys were all scooter riders, like, you know, they'd get parts from the vault and they'd work there. That's pretty much how it's been ever since. Just workers that scooter. Yeah. You guys, you guys must get pretty good uh, discounts on parts then. Oh yeah. Um, Employees here get that cost. Okay. Nice. So that's the cool thing. So pretty much like almost half off. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, I had a scooter shop in South Dakota for about two years and that was a really cool experience just working with all the distributors and stuff and all that, that kind of stuff. But I've always looked up to the vault as like, just, you know, you guys are the scooter shop really, as far as that's concerned, especially in your area. I mean, you can go down to San Diego and there's like the farm and stuff, but, but, yeah. um, as far as like California is like the Mecca and you guys have always been making videos. So that's, that's really cool. Um, yeah. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? 10 years. That's a good question. I'd be 31. Honestly, yeah. I don't know. I'd say I want to own at least by then, at least like two properties. Okay. Um, so you're into real estate. Yeah. That's one of the, one of the lanes I want to go into. So marketing yeah. and then real estate on the side, just to make some extra cash. Cause living here in, LA is not cheap. Yeah, for um, sure. So that's definitely like one of the, one of the goals I have that I want to own at least two properties and rent them out and then mm-hmm. have my own like little either apartment or like little house. Yep. Um, but yeah, I want to have like a place where I can like rent out um, and then like live in one. So it's like a duplex. Um, as far as goals go, I think I want to get a job in sports, like sports business. Like that'd be sick. Yeah. Um, down the street, um, I don't know if you're a big hockey fan or if you know hockey at all. Um, a little bit. But down the street from where I live is where the Los Angeles Kings practice. So they have their like whole facility right there. And then two minutes away from that is the, the Lakers facility. And then I think, yeah, 10 minutes away is the Clippers. And then you have like Fox Sports West, like all these like 
you know, like sports media places. And I want to try and get a job there. Like that'd just be sick. Um, cause sports is pretty much like, you know, what I love. Like I love like fitness. I love anything athletic. Let's just, you know, that's my thing. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you should definitely get a media job with, with the hockey team. That would be the way to go. That'd be awesome. That'd be super cool. Yeah. Do all like that promo you? material. Yeah, exactly. Like, that'd be sick. Yeah. What about you though? You said you're working in sales right now. I am currently working at a place called Shields, which is like a Dick's or sports authority kind of place. Um, but just like a North Dakota started one. Um, they're kind of expanding. I think they're opening one in Arizona here soon. So they're kind of expanding South. Um, but yeah, it's more of a Northern Northwest thing. Um, but for, I'm going to school right now. I'm transferring actually to Fort Lewis college in Durango. Um, here this next year and I'm a business management major, um, hopefully with a minor in marketing as well. Um, but my real goal is I want to get out of school and then not use my major and like make my own business and kind of just like do the entrepreneur thing is, is my idea. I would love to do some stuff in media and I really just love cinematography and stuff and, and making some scooter films here. Cause I'm moving in with, uh, Sam Weens. I don't know if you know who he is, but he is, oh yeah, yeah. He's a scooter rider. Um, rides for I think AO's flow team or something. Um, but uh, me page. yeah, his me yes. Support <laughs> your local gas stations. The move. So we're going to be working a lot on support your local gas station stuff and also on the podcast stuff and Outlook. Um, but as far as like ten years, I would want to. Oh gosh, I haven't it's really thought about question. this question myself because I. 31. I hope that I have, um, that I own at least a couple properties. I like for sure. Um, investment is a big, a big thing for me. I want to be still working somehow in action sports or yeah, just scootering or action sports. Either way, it doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, just kind of like financially stable is really the goal at the end of the day. So be able to live comfortably and not worry about where am I next meal is coming from or my next grocery run or whatever that's that's going to happen for a little bit it always does for everybody but um where i live doesn't really matter it's more like at 31 i hope to be yeah starting a starting a family and hopefully have like a kid or two um and be married that'd be cool so that's i'll still be riding something either scootering or mountain biking or something but yeah that's that's me in 10 years i haven't answered that question before so thanks for asking it but yeah, yeah no I have I have one more question for you. Um, Go for it. What is your meaning of life, and like, what do you wake up to in the morning, and like, what makes makes what makes you click? Huh. Yeah, you can think about this one. This one's hard. Yeah, that's a tough question. Honestly, I think I would say probably just making memories with the people closest to me. Um. Like, especially with my girlfriend or, you know, some of my best friends, like just getting out is what like really makes me have like a great day, especially because we have the, honestly, like some really good weather down here. You know, it could be very sunny, but like not that hot. You're not like sweating your, <laughs> like just not sweating like so much. Yeah. Um, but just getting out and like experiencing life. Like I'd say that's the best thing, like, um, playing sports, um, going hiking, going surfing, um, just traveling. Like that's, 
that's pretty much all I want to do. And that's why I want to work so hard like now to get financially stable to a point where I can just do that all the time and not have to worry about anything. Um, but I don't know. That's a tough question. Like just honestly, just making the most out of my life and not wasting a lot of time. Yeah. We don't get a lot of time on this place. I think it's really, uh, cool that you're, you're talking about like, yeah, work hard while you're young and then kind of build your base. And then you can kind of coast a little bit more as you get older is, is a really smart plan. Exactly. Um, Do you hope in marketing to be doing more like video stuff, more photo stuff? Like what, what would your specialty be? I guess. I want to do more, um, just more like advertising, more, um, focusing on numbers, big numbers guy. Okay. Um, Yeah. Uh, except for calculus, anything calculus fucking hate it. Yeah, I 100% agree. That's why I changed majors. I was engineering. <laughs> calc 2 was like, nope. <laughs> yeah, dude, if you would have hit Calc 3 too, like, fuck that. I couldn't even get past Calc 2. You got me, you got me bent. I'm good yeah. on that. Yeah. Um, but, oh, wait, what were we talking about? We were talking about, like, you wanted to do oh, like, yeah. advertising stuff. Yeah. Um, for me, like, that would just be sick. Like, if I were to become, like, a chief marketing officer, like, that's kind of the goal. Like yeah. I don't really have too many like career goals just cause I don't really know like where I want to take it. Like if real estate is going, if real estate's going up more than my other career, then I'm going to follow that. Um, and same with the marketing, if that's like going more up and then I can like help like take those funds to fuel real estate, like, you know, bring in all this revenue. Like that's kind of the goal. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. I just want to, want to get to a place where I can let not only like me, but my girlfriend and my family, like just live comfortably. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. Take care of myself and then take care of my family. And yes. then yourself comes first life for sure. Has to. <laughs> yeah, it has to. Um, what advice do you have for people who are working on um, Instagram edit edits and Instagram content? what do you like to see on Instagram? Since I'm sure you look through a lot of that um, yeah. as a social media manager, what have you found that works and uh, what advice do you have for yeah kids that are working on building their social media? Dude, I was really hoping you were going to ask this question, but biggest thing, please just with the music, pick something original. I'm so tired of listening to the same 10 songs every single day. Like I watch probably like, 100 150 scooter edits like every single day at least sundays it's more like 500 um but i see the same song every like few scrolls and it it pains me inside but um i guess to grow your your instagram account and you know maybe make stuff that gets a little more views you kind of have to separate yourself from other people I think like making like a niche for yourself and, you know, being able to like distinguish like that's that guy, like that's John, you know, you see that guy that he has his own like little style. And I think that's really like what helps bring people like the most kind of views and it's originality to it. But also I'd say it goes a long, like filming goes a long way. Mm -hmm. The way your camera is placed, how close you are, how zoomed in you are plays a big role. And I'd say, I'd say the kids that hang further back, their videos don't do 
as well. If yeah. that makes sense. Like if you, um, well, I'm gonna take my AirPods out. Sorry. No, you're good. Uh, yeah. I would say the kids that are like at least like 10 to 15 feet away, like the kids that really aren't taking it seriously, you know, I'd say for them, like, uh, it sucks to say, but you kind of can't expect big results when yeah. you're not like, you know, you're like best content. Yeah. And that's the, that's one of the biggest downfalls of these kids. And yeah. You know, kid that films like a video maybe like 20 feet away doing like a double tail whip which is sick if that's like you know your latest trick awesome like i'm stoked to see that yeah but then be like hey like can i get sponsored or like how many likes for like a, a free deck like, yeah oh thank you i'm sorry yeah <laughs> yeah no for sure and i think um, I've always had this problem. I'm sure a lot of kids also have this problem, but it's just like, if you like, you can't film and ride at the same time. So you like, it's hard to have somebody that's going to film your clips the way you want them to be filmed. Cause that's like almost more important than the trick itself. Yes. So, uh, so what do you have advice for like helping kids either find filmers or what to tell your filmers what to do? Um, is there any, like, obviously you like, like closer clips and they do better because you can see the trick better. Um, but yeah. And then what, what editing software do you use? Yeah. Okay. So first for the kids that don't have a, a homie to film you invest in a tripod. Honestly, you can get one off yeah. Amazon for like 10 bucks, maybe 15, get a good one. Cause I had a really flimsy one and I broke my screen cause the wind pushed it back. Yeah. That was fine. Um, but invest in a tripod and just try and get like, you know, a decent angle. It doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. Uh, just remember Instagram clout is pretty pointless. It doesn't really. Yeah, mean that's true. But then again, I also get it. You know, we've all, every action sports person has an Instagram account has been there where they want to get a little bit of clout. They want to get their Instagram going. Yeah. They get that fame. So I get it. Um, if you have a homie though, this is what my friends do. They will watch the clips back after I film it. So um, I don't know if you know who OG Blake is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So um, that's one of the kids that I ride with a little bit. Um, he's sick. Yeah. I hate to for him though, because I'll film a clip. As soon as the clip is done, he comes back and watches it. Then he'll go again. So if it takes like 20 attempts, he watches it back. After, Every time. That's, that's 20 times. Yeah. But I'd say like my advice to those out there, um, just talk with your homie, you know, yeah. communication is everything, whether it's like a relationship, uh, a job, you know, having friends, just communication is key. Yeah. So kind of show them like what you want to do. Um, give them, like if you have a vision in your mind, help your friend, like see that with you. Yeah. And I think that'll help um, take your Instagram clips up. And then for editing software, I use iMovie. It's just something simple on my phone. Super yeah. easy. Um, if I was doing like bigger projects or like I wanted to make it like, you know, the best type of edit I ever could, um, I would do Adobe Premiere. Yep. Premiere Pro is the way to go. That's what I use for almost everything. So I love it. Yeah. Um, 
But if you if you can edit it on a computer, do it. Like your production quality will be so much better. But it does take a lot more time. So exactly. And lots of people are more concerned about quantity over quality, unfortunately. So yeah, I would even say like going the quality route is definitely kind of the way to go. Yeah. For me, as a writer growing up, I always kind of felt like I didn't want to post like clips that I could already do. I only wanted to post like new learns and stuff like that. Yeah. I feel like you kind of have to have like a even mix of both, like tricks that you can do, um, tricks that just look good. Yeah. Um, but honestly, just post whatever makes you happy. Like, exactly. Like, whatever, whatever you think embodies you as a person, just post it. I'm, I'm going to repeat this. I repeated this last podcast, I'm pretty sure, but I'm going to do it again. Um, the, you are the person who's going to watch your Instagram clips more than anybody else. So if you don't <laughs> like it, don't, don't post it. <laughs> it's that easy <laughs> and like let's be real maybe like you'll get like a rewatch like twice yeah exactly so someone that goes onto your instagram account they'll like watch it once and then never again yeah so yeah well thank you batiste for coming on today it's been a, it's been a pleasure to talk to you yeah of course um, thank you i hope you have me. a great rest of your day um for anybody listening Thank you guys again for listening all the way through this podcast. It means the world to me. Um, if you're on YouTube, please like and subscribe. That'd be, that'd be awesome. And then for Apple Music, if you guys are on there, five stars down below, that would really help this podcast grow. So thank you guys. And thanks, Matisse, again, for taking the time out to uh, sit down with me. Um, it's, it's quite a kind of a, a dedication because it's this whole hour. So thank you. Um, yeah, guys, have a great rest of your day, night or evening, no matter what time it is. And I'll see you guys in the next one.